0: Question: Would you marry someone you met yesterday? Well, I asked this question to some of my friends and they gave me a resounding no. Not just any no, but an obviously not. <laughs> and I was very confused by this because I know I would. Just kidding, I definitely wouldn't. But for some of you who would, then congratulations to you and good luck. Because I don't think I'd marry someone I met yesterday simply because I don't know them. And it's very important for people to know each other, especially if they're going to commit all their lives to that person. And I know that I'm very weird. And so if I had to marry someone who I met yesterday, they wouldn't be able to live with me for more than a week, let alone a day. So... I definitely wouldn't marry someone I met yesterday because it takes such great love and patience to love someone like me, ask my sisters. Okay, let's move on to the second question. Before you start thinking this is a test, it's not. This is the final question, so don't worry about anything. Just think with me for a second. What's something you could do that you know would make your parents very happy or maybe very mad? I know that if my mom finds the house very clean after coming back from work, then she would be very, very happy. But if it's not, then it becomes quite the opposite. She is not very happy and... <laughs> but yeah, I know that some of you guys are also thinking some of the things that would make your parents happy or very mad. And the reason why you know these things is because you know your parents, you've spent your lives or most of your lives with them, and you've become accustomed to who they are, what they want, and what they don't want. And so you know what annoys them, what makes them happy, and so on and so forth. The same goes with your friends and other people who you have relationships with. And so what's the point of all of this? The point is, it is very important to know someone, especially people who you are in a relationship with. Reason being that when you know someone, you are able to then know what their desires are, what their wants are, and what they don't like. And so that knowledge then dictates your actions. That knowledge then gives you direction of how you are supposed to act or what you're supposed to do in order to make them happy, and what you're not supposed to do so that you don't make them angry Mad or annoy them unless you do have siblings in that case I give you full permission to annoy them as much as you can but seriously though how does this apply to us as Christians especially young Christians well if you remember the theme for the season it is how to know God's will for your life one of the ways you can unlock or know God's will for your life is by knowing who God is, knowing what God wants or desires, and knowing what He doesn't want. And so then, once you know that, then you'll be able to adjust your behavior or your actions according to what God wants and what He doesn't want. And so, that's what we'll be exploring in today's episode of Youth 412. How do we get to know God, and how do we build a solid relationship Why is it important for us to do that? And what is the benefit of having a relationship with God? And some practical steps of getting to build this relationship with God. And so, if you want to be part of this conversation, then make sure that you stay tuned because we'll be exploring that and so much more in today's episode of Youth 412. So, you better make sure that you dial it in because Youth 412 is on the line. and Welcome to Youth412, where we engage in conversations which enrich, inspire and empower us to be an example to other believers in word, in conversation, in spirit and in love, faith and purity. And I am your host, Linda Osemsan. I'll be your host for today's episode of youth for Twelve, the second episode of our season, how to know God's will for your life. And we are talking about to know Him is to know His will and how to go dig. And for those of you who don't know what that is, that's our acronym here on Youth412 on how to go deeper in God. And I will be flying solo today because everyone ditched me. I know, right? Second episode and everyone decides to ditch me. Life is unfair, but the angels are here and you guys are listening. So, Let's just go on, the show must go on But before we go on with anything Let us close our eyes and pray Thank you Father for giving us the gift and opportunity to be in front of you this evening Thank you Lord for allowing us to be able to partake in this program As we are about to start Open our ears, open our hearts so that we may be able to listen to you and what you have to say to us. And so that our lives may be changed and transformed for the better after this. Be with your children. Bless them. Bless their hearts. And be with me as well. Let me be an instrument of your word. And let me not be the one who is, who is glorified through this. But let your glory shine through and through every day. All this we ask in your name I pray. Amen. So we are speaking today about how to know God, how to build a relationship with God. But why is it important for us to actually know God and have a relationship with Him? Well, I did speak about The reason why we need to know God so that we are able to then know what he wants for our lives, what his desires are and what he doesn't want us to do so that we're able to then act in accordance to what he wants us to do. So it makes no difference if we know him and still have no relationship with him, because if we have no relationship with him, then we won't want to do his will. So in order for us to be able to do God's will, after we know what it is, we need to be able to build a relationship with God. And not just any relationship, but a solid relationship. We need to go dig, go deeper in God. But how do we then go about actually building that relationship with God? How do we actually go about knowing who God is? I just want you to consider which relationship you aspire towards or Admire the most in the Bible between God and some of his people could be Abraham and God Joseph and God or Moses and God God had many amazing relationships many which I Myself aspire towards and I do want you guys to share with me which relationship you would like the most to have with God and so once you do that then please do share that with us on our social media pages or on our email at the end of the show, not now. Let's finish with the show first. While you're still thinking of that, let me just share with you my favorite relationship in the Bible. There is a man in the Bible whose name goes by Enoch. Now, that relationship between God and Enoch is one of the most amazing relationships I've been able to observe in the Bible. Uh, not minding Moses, Abraham, and so on and so forth. This relationship is so amazing to me because... One of the few things that we get about Enoch is that he walked with God. If you look at Genesis 5 verse 24, it says, And Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. So Enoch walked with God for 300 years, it says in another verse. And after that, he, God then took him to heaven after he had walked with God for most of his life, for 300 years. Now, there are many reasons why I like this particular relationship between God and Enoch. It has some characteristics which I admire or very much like and aspire towards myself. Now, if you read the Spirit of Prophecy, Patrick's and prophets to be specific page 86 from page 86 uh, up until the chapter ends you get some amazing insights or deeper insights into this relationship that God had with Enoch now here are some of the characteristics or the defining components of the relationship God had with Enoch the first one is that Enoch walked with God for 300 years now Enoch had lived for 65 years and for the first 65 years of his life, he loved God and did according to his will. But it wasn't enough. In fact, when he reached 65 years, he did bear a son. So much for retirement age. But after that, it changed his life. It changed his experience and how he looked at God. And he then sought a deeper relationship with God. And he was able to experience a higher or reach a higher level or a higher experience with God and had a much closer relationship with God from then onwards. And so he dedicated the rest of his life to actually walking with god now by walking with god it doesn't mean that he completely isolated himself from the world no as a matter of fact he was still very much active in the world but as the spirit of prophecy describes it that enoch's walk with god was in all the duties of his daily life. So in whatever he was doing or wherever he was, he was actually in communion with God. God was with him and he was abiding in God throughout the moments of his life. And so in whatever he did, God was there and God was able to be glorified in whatever he was doing. God needs young people who will be able to go to school walking with God. Go to work, walking with God. Go to university, walking with God. Wherever we are, we need to be walking with God so that whatever we do, God may be able to shine through and God may be able to be revealed in our actions because we are abiding in Him. Now a third characteristic of This relationship that God had with Enoch is that Enoch's heart was in harmony with God's will. Now, I did mention that in order for you to know God's will, then you need to then know him. And in order for you to do God's will, you need to have a relationship with him. And so because Enoch had a relationship, a solid relationship, a close relationship with God, his heart was then in harmony with God's will. Now, this is simply mind-blowing, especially if you know what the meaning of harmony is. I did go to Google and searched what harmony is or what harmony means. I am a music person, but I wanted to get a specific definition which would be relevant or make sense to everyone else. Now, it's said that harmony is an agreement of ideas feelings or actions or a pleasing combination of different parts. Now, if you look at this definition and look at what I just said, that means that Enoch's heart was in agreement with God's will. Enoch's actions, Enoch's thoughts, Enoch's feelings were in agreement with with God's will or in agreement with God they were in harmony how beautiful is that you know because you can't walk with someone if you aren't in agreement and so Enoch was able to then walk with God because his heart was in agreement or in harmony with God's will so in order for us to be able to walk with God we need to be able to be in agreement with his will Let's be honest here. The reason why we can't walk with God is because our hearts are not in harmony with God. And the reason why we aren't in harmony with God's will is because we think that God has a problem. We think that he needs to change his tune or his melody. We we think he needs to fit into our own box. But no. We are the ones who have a problem. We are the ones who need to change our tune or our melody in order for us to be able to be in harmony with God's will, in order for our hearts to be able to be in harmony with God's will. Why should our hearts be in harmony with God's will and not Him Be in harmony with our own will? Well, that's because as we discovered in episode 1, that God knows what's best for us. And so that's why we need to do His will. And so if our hearts are aligned with God, or if our hearts are in harmony with God, we are then able to know what His will is and do His will because His will is what is good for us. And who doesn't want what's good for them? Unless you are crazy or stupid. Oh, both. Then you don't want what's good for you. I know I want what's good for me. Now, here's something which is very interesting and amazing. And I think it's something which we lose sight of as Christians, especially young Christians, is that walking with God is an amazing experience. I mean, Enoch did it for 300 years. He walked with God every day of his life for 300 years. How amazing is that? That means there's something beautiful in this walk with God, that means there's an experience that is amazing when you actually walk with God. And I think it's something which we perhaps overlook or perhaps don't take seriously. You know, many people talk about, you know, a hypothetical situation whereby they say that I'll just live my life and perhaps if I'm dying and I'm on my hospital bed, on my death bed, I'll just confess my sins and ask God to just forgive my sins and all that. Now, I'm not saying that God won't forgive you. <laughs> but why waste all your life doing whatever it is you are doing instead of actually walking or enjoying this amazing experience of walking with God? Many people who got the gospel very late in their lives have so many regrets or have that thing that they wish they knew the gospel early and they wish they started their walk with God early on in their lives because they found something which is very beautiful in walking with God. And I urge you as young people today that start walking with God. Because there's no experience like walking with God for all the days of your life. It's something which is amazing, something which is beautiful, which can't be explained. If you are if you had to ask, you know, one day in heaven how it was walking with God, he wouldn't be able to tell you. It is something which is very beautiful and it's something that Satan tried to take away from us. With sin In our lives, we are separated from God. But thank God that through Jesus, we're able to be reconciled to Him. And have this opportunity to walk with Him. And to have a relationship. A close, intimate relationship with Him. Much deeper than your boyfriend or your girlfriend. Your parents or your siblings or your friends. And so I urge you today to start walking with God. So... Now that we know the components or the defining characteristics of the relationship God had with Enoch, maybe we should start looking at the benefits of having a relationship with God. Now, I did start by saying that walking with God is an amazing experience. Perhaps that's benefit number one. Benefit number two is, and it will require us to go back. We did say that in order for you to know God's will, you need to know God. You need to know who God is. Once you know who God is, then you are able to know His will. And Once you are able to know His will, then you are able to do it. But in order for you to be able to do it, you need to have a relationship with God. And once you have a relationship with God, then you will seek or want to actually do God's will. But you won't be able to do God's will unless God empowers you to actually do His will. You can't do it on your own. So, after you have a relationship with God... God will then empower you to actually do what he wants you to do. How amazing is God in that he gives you the power to actually do what he wants you to do. Just like your parents when you were young, when they used to send you to the shops. They gave you the money, the means to actually be able to do what they wanted you to do for them. Now God is like that. He gives us the tools and gives us the power and the faith to be able to do his will. And so that's benefit number two, that we are able to be empowered to actually do God's will. Now, the second benefit, and this is very prevalent in the Bible, is that God reveals himself to those he has a relationship with. Now, if you remember Moses in Exodus, first God reveals himself in a burning bush, but they then build a really strong relationship as the chapters go by and by. To a point where Moses asked God to actually show himself, to show his face. (laughs) Now, (laughs) that took some serious, serious bravery from Moses side to actually ask God to show himself. And God says that you can't really see my face, but I'll do you a favor. I'll pass by you and you'll be able to see my back. And Moses was able to see God's back. Now, besides that, God is able to reveal what his plans are. God is able to reveal what he is going to do for to those who he has a relationship with. If you remember Abraham, he went to him and spoke to him as a friend. He told him his plans that Abraham, I'm going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. And he was telling him and and sharing this information as you would a friend, showing how God takes these relationships with his people very seriously. And so God is able to then reveal what his plans are to those he has a relationship with. Not to mention countless of many relationships that God has had in the Bible where God is able to reveal what he's going to do, when he's going to do it, and how he's going to do it to those he trusts and how he's able to trust them because they have a relationship with them. Don't you want to be trusted by God? I know I definitely want to be trusted by God. I want God to be able to reveal His plans. Not only for my life, but for the church, for the people around me. So that you are able to then be used by God. Another benefit is that when you have a relationship with God, then God vouches for you. (laughs) If you remember Job, it's very interesting that... When Satan came up, God is the one who actually recommends Job to Satan. Vouching for Job, telling him, even bragging about Job, his servant. Because when you have a relationship with God, then God takes pride in you. And God is able to trust that you'll be able to go through whatever challenges and still be able to stay or stick with him. You can just imagine God bragging about me in heaven, telling people how awesome I am. <laughs> Wouldn't you want that? You know, this is just amazing. Anyways, the next benefit, you know, uh, about having a relationship with God is that you are then, you become effective in the world. Now, using the example of Job, Job was very successful because he had a relationship with God. And it's not because those people who worship God are bound to succeed in life, but they will be effective wherever they are. Whichever corners they will be in, they will be able to brighten those corners. That's why you see that there's something, there's something, people will look at you and say, no man, there's something special or different about this person. There's something which is very specific, which I can't really put my finger on that makes this person different and I want what that person has in my life. I want to know what makes them different. I want to know what actually makes them stand out. And so that will make or draw people closer to uh, to God and you'll be effective in the world out there just like Daniel was, just like Moses was, just like Joseph was. And the good thing, the great thing is that they did not strive to be effective in the world but they strove or they sought for a relationship with God first just like God says that seek ye first a relationship or seek ye first the kingdom of God then everything else will be added unto you and so once they sought a relationship with God once they were able to seek a relationship with God and build a relationship with God then they were able to be effective in the world so first things first Build a relationship with God so that you become effective in the world out there, so that you are able to brighten the corner where you are. And then the last benefit is that God's glory rubs off on you. Now, the way the Spirit of Prophecy describes it is so amazing. And I just want to read it for you. It says, His face was radiant with a holy light even the light that shineth in the face of Jesus. How amazing is that? And people were able to see this light in Enoch's face. Just like Moses after he went to the Mount of Sinai and had spent some considerable time with God. His, God's glory was radiant in Moses' face. How amazing is that? That when you walk with God, that when you have a deep relationship with God, then it starts even showing in your face. Then you start actually glowing. You're not glowing from, you know, having a relationship for two years or being happy in your relationship. No, but you're glowing from having a wonderful experience walking with God, from being in the presence of God. The Shekinah glory just transcends and radiates or and is is radiant in your face and honestly i i also want to to actually have or to for for god's glory to be visible in my face on my face and i'm sure you do too and so in order for us to be able to achieve that we need to build a relationship with god how this has been leading to this question of how do we then actually do it. So, how are we supposed to actually build this relationship with God? How are we supposed to dig? How are we supposed to know God? How are we supposed to know who God is? I think the first thing that we need to do is to stop focusing so much on worldly things and to set our mind on heavenly things. We need to understand that the things of this world are soon passing by. And in order for us to be able to achieve a closer, deeper relationship with God is that we need to seek God's kingdom first. We need to seek a relationship with God first. And then everything else will soon follow. And those things won't matter to us much simply because we have relationship with God. Once we have God, then everything else doesn't matter. The song says... Take the world and give me Jesus. I don't care about the world. I don't care about anything the world has. So long as I have Jesus, I have everything. Because Jesus is all I need. Hey, Ah, come on now. I'm going to preach. I don't want to preach. But yeah, guys, let us not be consumed by earthly things. And let us set our minds on heavenly things. Another thing is that we need to spend time in solitude. We need to spend time in meditation and prayer. Each and every day we need to spend time talking with God, talking to God. Now, most of us here, myself included, view God as, you know, very above from us, so much so that we can't really talk to Him, you know, like a friend. You know, it it is very intimidating to think about that, God, the king of kings, you know, the king of the universe, you know, talking to him like you would a friend, you know. Uh, it, it is very intimidating, but God wants that from us. God wants to actually talk to us. God wants us to talk to him and lay everything on the table. Bible verse does say that, Come to me, all ye who are heavily laden, and I'll give you rest. God wants us to lay everything on the table. Tell him what bothers us. Tell him what makes us happy. Numbers 161 from question song illustrates this perfectly now it says my lord and i the the title of the song now i want to to read the second stanza it says i tell him all my sorrows i tell him all my joys i tell him all that pleases me i tell him what annoys now this person vents out to god he talks to god because god is his friend and then he it doesn't start there once he tells god what bothers him what makes him happy and all that. He tells me what I ought to do. He tells me how to try. And so we walk together, my Lord and I. How beautiful is that? That after you talk with God, after you tell him what bothers you, he's then able to advise you. Now, I'm not saying that he will talk to you directly like you'll be able to hear him, but he will talk to you in such a way that you'll be able to see that God is talking to you. You'll be able to hear Maybe not physically, but you'll be able to hear his voice when he actually speaks to you. And so it is important for us to actually spend time each and every day in solitude, in meditation, and in prayer. We need to meditate upon his words. There's a, there's a book which is, which talks about a secret place, you know, how to find peace in a troubled world. And it says that there's a secret place which, you know, which is beautiful, whereby we, we get to be with God and we get to enjoy And have a wonderful experience with God And so that's what we need to seek You know we need to be able to spend time In that secret place And actually be secluded from the world You know for an hour Stop everything Drop your phone and leave social media Just spend time with God Because he is your friend And in order for you to be able to build a solid relationship with God Just like you would any other relationship You need to spend time with him You need to talk to him And you also need to read the Bible. In order for you to be able to know who God is, what God's character is, what his will is, you need to be able to search the scriptures because God has revealed himself in the scriptures. God has basically shown who he is, what his character is in the Bible. So in order for you to be able to know who God is, know about god you need to be able to search the scripture you need to search the bible and next episode we'll we'll be actually diving into this how to actually read the bible how to actually study the bible in order for you to be able to know more about god and the last one just for today is make the effort seek god sought for a relationship with God. Make sure that you work for that relationship with God. Jacob worked for 14 years for Rachel. I know some of us as guys, you know, have worked very hard to make sure we win someone's heart over. And (laughs) it's very embarrassing that we can't do that for God. Someone who will Someone who loves us already and someone who loves us more than any person of this world would ever. And so God wants us to actually make the effort to actually get to know him. And if you read Jeremiah 29 from verse 12 and 13, it illustrates this point very clearly. It says, Then shall you call on me and you shall go and pray to me and I will listen to you. Highlighting the point which we just read that... Talk to God and he will be able to listen to you. But here's verse 13, which I like. And then you shall seek me and find me. And when you shall seek for me with all your heart, I will be found by you, said the Lord. And I'll just leave it there. Now, this is something which is beautiful. That God says that if you actually make the effort of seeking me, if you actually leave everything aside, put everything aside, and actually focus on building a relationship with me, you'll be able to find me. You'll be able to get me. You'll be able to have that relationship with me. All you need is to just seek God. All you need is to actually make the effort to actually get to know God and actually build a relationship with Him. And it's not very hard because guess what? As I said earlier on that God empowers you to actually do that. So God gives you the power to want to know Him, to Want to know his will and to actually do his will. To actually build a relationship with him. So you are not on your own. So you don't need to worry about that at all. And so finally, if you wouldn't marry someone you met yesterday because you don't know them, why would God take someone to heaven who he doesn't know? The Bible says that, I did not know you. (laughs) I don't want to be one of those people who God denies because they denied him. Because they denied him the experience or the opportunity to have a relationship with him. I want to walk with God like Enoch walked with God. I'm sure you do too because walking with God is the best thing you could ever do for your life. Because having a relationship with God is the best thing you could ever do for yourself. And So it is my prayer today that you are able to listen to this and your hearts are impressed and you are able to then seek to build a relationship with God. I know that this episode has been very helpful to me. I hope God has also spoken to you as well and I know right now you're dying to go talk to God and I hope you do but before you actually go do that Let me just say that thank you very much for joining me for today's episode of Youth 412. It was very wonderful, a bit lonely, but very nice to have this episode with you guys. I hope God blesses you and I hope God continues to impress upon your hearts the good news. If you have anything to say to us, please do share with us on our social media pages, youth412 underscore ZA on Instagram and at youth412 on Facebook. And on our email, you can find us on sayouth412 at gmail.com. That is sayouth412 at gmail.com. So, see you next time, same time, same place on Youth 412. And remember, young people, do not let anyone look down on you because you are young. God bless you and a happy, happy Sabbath.